Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Russia has been banned from competition in next year's Winter Olympics in South Korea by the International Olympics Committee, which begs the question, how bad does your organization have to be for the International Olympic Committee to pass judgment on your behavior and punish you? Also, how long before the Trump family invokes their own ban on the Winter Olympics in solidarity for their Russian comrades? Democratic Congressman John Conyers resigned from Congress today after a nearly 53-year career, becoming the first Capitol Hill politician to lose his job in the torrent of sexual misconduct allegations sweeping through the nation's workplaces. I can't say this is a travesty for government. I mean, the guy's been in Congress since 1964, long enough to remember a time when sexually harassing coworkers was considered to be an inalienable right. According to CNN, Vice President Pence's aides are anxious that Pence will be summoned for an interview with special counsel Robert Mueller. Well, if you subpoena Robert... No, actually, if Robert Mueller subpoenas Mike Pence, remember, you also need to subpoena his wife because Pence doesn't meet with other women without mother there. Which, considering the current climate... Doesn't seem like such a bad thing. I mean, imagine if Matt Lauer and his wife had that kind of arrangement. Uh, President Trump forged ahead Tuesday with plans to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital, despite intense Arab, Muslim, and European opposition. This has led to rampant speculation that the president is simply trying to distract from the Russia investigation. I think that's just a silver lining for Trump, because he's clearly way more focused on propelling anti-Semitism. And finally, the Republican National Committee and the White House have both officially endorsed Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore in the runoff election next week. President Trump said that they need the Republican vote in the Senate. So remember, ladies, come forward, tell your stories. You will be heard. You will be believed unless it's politically inconvenient. The Trump report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, it's the end of the 17. It's the end of the century. It was in my head, and I'm like, great, I have an excuse to use a Ramon song. This is a very special episode of the Trump Report because it is our last episode for 2017. Welcome. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, joined as always by, for those watching on YouTube, on my left, you're right, Chelsea Galicia. Hello. Where can people find you, Chelsea? At Chelsea Galicia. Thanks for keeping it simple. <laughs> and special guest in oh, studio, okay. the continuation from our first part that was during Political Beat, Drexel Hurd, whom I believe can also be found at Drexel Hurd. That is right. But unfortunately, the uh, two people on the bookends are the ones without the simple Twitters. Right. Scott <laughs> Morris <laughs> at S-Man 80. Yeah. Exactly. And thank you for being here. 
Uh, this is very exciting that uh, we have sort of a continuation of what we did uh, an hour ago on The Political Beat. Really, just mere minutes ago we finished, mm -hmm. but uh, it started an hour ago. And I was just so excited because, to me, this was like a big TV crossover. You know, I was thinking <laughs> that it was like when, the, when Sophia from Golden Girls yeah. ended up on Empty Nest, or even bigger than that, it's like Hurricane Saturday, which was on Empty Nest, Golden Girls, and Nurses. And I'm sorry, yeah. Chelsea didn't understand any of that. And I was going to use a different reference. I'm like, well, she's not going to understand that either. It's like when Thomas Magnum and, and Jessica Fletcher <laughs> were on the crossover of Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote. Him. She's not going to know that either. So it's a great, great crossover. <laughs> how about the That's oldest one? And you are not the oldest one. Whoa. I'm 41. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was looking in this You mean this of direction. the three? You mean the I, I believe I'm the youngest. And that's... Yes. And how do y'all know I'm this too, stuff? I'm too old. I know how everybody... I'm, I'll do I'm, I'm too old to be part of Run for Something. That's how uh, I am. Anyway, and uh, also, by the way, in the booth, uh, Anthony, at Tony B. Dead, D-E-D. Mm -hmm. Tony, uh, if you could bring up the chat, we have some friends who joined us during I'm the previous yeah. hour uh, over there on Political Beat, including Storage Yard Resident, who... Look, there's a lot of things we can look back on in 2017. I think the closening, yeah, it's a word, between Chelsea and Storage Yard resident in terms mm -hmm. of their beliefs, you're never going to be on the Trump train. But there's a lot of things he says that you, that you go, what? You know what? Yeah, he's right. I can't say you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, R. Scott Brown says it's like a crossover having Mork on Happy Days. No, it's absolutely nothing like that because that, that was where he first premiered. Ha Mork and Mindy is a spinoff from Happy Days, but nice right. try. Uh, anyway. <laughs> there is a difference between crossovers. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I only went into it because I just wanted Chelsea yeah. to shake her the, head The more. only crossovers that yeah. I know are like Law and Order – and, and homicide, and and like in like Chicago PD. Oh, so or, so this century, yeah, okay. or like Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. You had to have known about the Golden Girls, at least. or Grey's Anatomy and their their upcoming firefighter show. Okay, I'll stop. You, you guys will haven't stop. heard of the biggest crossover? Of uh, the, the Flintstones year. meet the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Crisis on Earth X with all the CWDC shows. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, DC. I don't even know what that DC is. still DC still makes superhero shows. I didn't realize. But you can catch me Mondays on Marvel TV Weekly, seven o'clock here on AfterBuzz. Um, anyway, uh, before we dive into the politics and all that stuff, you know, uh, we were talking on our last show that uh, I hoped to be able to make it here tonight. But with my wife expecting, you know, we didn't really know when the baby was going to come. And earlier that day, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty soon. What I didn't realize is that a mere, hmm, let's see. Let me do the math. If the Trump report ended at 8 o'clock and my daughter was born before 4 a.m. Wow. the next oh my day, God. I, didn't wow. even know I did not realize how close we wow. were. Yeah, my wife woke up at 2 a.m. with contractions and we were at the hospital uh, in under an hour. And then about an hour from there, 3.53 a.m., oh my, my daughter Lucy. Oh, she was, yeah. Lucy was 21 days early. Uh, she's doing great. Uh, both mom and baby came home. But, uh, yeah, she clearly wanted to be here for the political right. beat Trump Report crossover. She and she's already following at mm -hmm. Trump Report ABTV. And what's the political beat? At political beat TV. TV. Yeah, she's, she only she has a Twitter. She's six days old. And, and, that's, and that's she's fine. following them both. So I told Kristen she's running things. Did you guys yeah. have a go bag? Yes. Well, my wife did. 
And I needed it because I didn't think it was going to happen, you know, that day. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do that by the weekend. And uh, so I had to kind of throw some things Such in there. Such a man. Yeah, well, I did a lot better the, the first time. Uh, for, for so fast. It was yeah. crazy fast. So something wow. to keep in mind, ladies. Uh, if you're starting to have the contract, just go to the hospital right away. No, because I think that's great. That happened so fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they tried to discourage you. They're like, oh, you know... You're gonna feel these things that are like fa- they call Braxton Hicks. Not gonna get into it. These phantom contractions. No, no, no. It's not Both phantom, times. It's just the wrong Both story. times. Yeah. yeah, my my wife felt him, and and it didn't take that long. So uh, anyway, so that's what I've been up to the last lucky, week. Lucky. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm I've tried to stay abreast of the news, uh, but uh, as I said during Political Beat, if it's not written on the inside of a diaper, I may not have seen it. Is but, Felix still in diapers? He is, and now oh, you've just whoa. diaper shamed him. Because we're working on potty training. We're definitely working on potty training. It's a, it's a, it's a slow, you know he's not even two and a half yet, so it's all right. It's a, it's a slow build, but uh, I'm gonna let him know. Auntie Chelsea wants to know why you're still wearing diapers. And well, congratulations, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations oh, no, thank on you. that. Uh, anyway, there's obviously so much to talk about, and you know we'll talk a little bit about some. Uh, year-end stuff, but there's just so much right-now stuff that it's kind of... Well, crazy's not a strong enough word, but uh, Steve Bannon's going to rally in Alabama tonight, actually, so I guess it already happened, uh, alongside Ryan Moore, uh, even though there's new evidence of more sexual misconduct. Now, my question for the panel, and I'll start with you, Scott, who would you least want the endorsement of? Roy Moore? Steve Bannon or Harvey Weinstein? Oh, it's not God, an easy you choice. Put, you put the, yeah, on the spot it's with it's, that it's one. a very different variation on the old F Ooh. marry kill game. You know, oh. where you have to you have to pick one to you know F one to marry and one to kill. Um, or I guess in this case you could play kill kill kill. But uh, yeah, because it's just like Roy Moore getting the endorsement of Steve Bannon. I'm like, is that help? I, I guess it helps. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But does Steve Bannon want the Roy Moore endorsement? I, I don't really know. Yeah, uh, while you think about it, oh, uh, R. Scott Brown in the horrible. chat says that my son Felix is getting kickbacks from Big Diaper. Absolutely. <laughs> this segment of the show is brought to you by Pampers and Huggies. It's really just one company all coming together. And boy, there are a lot of big diapers. But you know what? Now for my daughter because yeah. she was she's like what they call a late preemie really small diapers it's yeah. crazy how small they the are. diaper industrial complex is a <laughs> yeah uh, anyway Scott uh, you don't get to uh, skirt the hard uh. questions who do you least want the endorsement of Roy Moore Steve Bannon or Harvey Weinstein God, that is horrible and I had no time to prep this I know they're, well they're that's horrible. why that's why I'm doing it right now uh, do do you uh. need do you need to yield your time do you need to pass and we'll come back to you. <laughs> Is there a query? I don't. Can I? I know. I can't even say none of the above. Like, there's no. No, no. You got to pick one of the three. That's uh, that's. Those are the rules here. Okay. For a second, let's take. Okay. Okay. Good. I think I have an answer. Bannon, just because he has a bigger platform. That's fair. Um, just for a oh, moment, Scott, we're gonna one. we're gonna take Harvey Fi- Harvey Firestein. Uh, sorry, Harvey Firestein. Uh, Harvey Weinstein out of it. Uh, if it's just Bannon and Roy Moore, who I guess I, w- I I would have to say Bannon only because. God, there's just no good way for him. But I mean, the only girls he ever molested were over 18. That's what I'm saying. At least allegedly, the, is a judge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, you know, yeah, uh, yeah Ron Moore's disgusting. But obviously, so Har- 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 Harvey, Wire- <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, it's really hard to not say Harvey Firestein. I'm so sorry. I have to apologize to Harvey Firestein tonight. I didn't mean to drag him into this. Uh, huge fan. But, uh, uh, Drexel, what do you think as you hear this? It's a preposterous question, but. It's definitely Steve Bannon. I mean, like, if anybody has a voice. 
or at least what he thinks is the pulse of the Republican Party, or at least if I was a Republican, um, or at least a Republican in this day. Well, anymore, yeah. Anymore. yeah. <laughs> uh, then, um, then, yeah, I would be like, oh, yeah, Steve Bannon. Anybody would want him. Because, like, nobody is, like, denouncing Steve Bannon on the, on the right. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I'd want No, it's a great mean, point. They're not denouncing Roy on them. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, anymore. now Mitch McConnell has to stand by what he said previously. He has to stand by but that's stand those aren't really the marching orders anymore. Right. It's, you know, it's it's no, we need that vote and it's really the Mercers important. Mercers have not written out what they want. Yet, yeah. So. Mm. Um, another uh, story going on right now. Uh, a lawyer for President Trump says that it is not true that Spence, special counsel Robert Mueller subpoenaed financial records from Deutsche Bank. Uh, now, Chelsea, as you like, hear about this story, do you what? What do you think? Do you think that is it possible that President Trump's lawyers could could be trying to mislead us, or do you think <laughs> that it's just actually fake news and that they were not subpoenaed? Uh, because I, I believe that Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that they they checked with the bank. And, you know, they, they looked into it. To they make checked sure. with the bank. Yeah, the checked with the bank. The whole big thing. Everybody at all. The- well, they, they went to, you know, probably like the Chase Bank on, you know, 18th and Pennsylvania Avenue just to see if they knew anything because it was closed. I, I'm going to venture to say that it's legit. So if that is indeed true, not what do you think they will find? What do you hope that they would find? <laughs> like, you know, so it, this is basically a Christmas show. So if you could write, Dear Santa... Here's what I would like for Robert Mueller to find. It doesn't even have to be confined to this specific subpoena. Um, The likeliest, greatest thing to find would be some sort of deal where he sold real estate to the Russians. Hmm. And that's how he got money. But the the selling of the real estate was just a ruse. All right. Look, I think that 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 would be enough. Uh, Drexel, if if you were writing to Santa, uh, what would you uh, what what would you like to find under the tree? Um, I would really like to know how much other people are paying for Donald Trump's stuff, and that he doesn't actually have the money. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like I would like them I would like Deutsche Bank or at least for us to realize that Donald Trump never had the money and somebody else was bankrolling his mm-hmm. private plane, somebody else is bankrolling his estates because we know that he, you know, has been bankrupt several times. Um, so I would just like the truth uh, about who is funding uh, the Trump empire and mm. it may, that it may or may not be Donald Trump himself. Good one. Yes, which they've said. Uh, we've heard rumors about that. I just want to see his tax return. <laughs> That's all you want is tax return. <laughs> because he's lied and misled and held them. them. No, but I'm just saying if I had yeah. anything. But yeah, the bank, it would be good just to see what ties he has um, that he's kept so private and and I guess in a way of knowing you know, w- what he's been doing, which I do feel is a lot of uh, shady deals. But I do agree with you, Drex, I do not think he has the money, and that's why he doesn't want to release the tax returns. Do you guys and think doesn't, you know, want people to know what he's been involved with because uh, I think it would get rid of the whole image that he mm-hmm. has of being this successful businessman, mm-hmm. which was basically talk about fake news. It was all made for The Apprentice. Um, oh yeah, because he was not really a successful businessman, and he had suffered multiple bankruptcies, and this was part of the ruse to make him seem like he was bigger than he really was. Are any of those people successful? 
Any, who people? Oh, oh, from The Apprentice. Any of the winners. Any of well, the once winners? it turned into Celebrity Apprentice, it's it's hard mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. When it was like, just regular people right. on The Apprentice, uh, I, I don't I don't really I think it was kind of a like a the mixed first bag, one yeah. was pretty like Bill uh, who is who is uh, what's her name's husband? Oh, Rancic, uh, right? Uh, yeah, Rancic, yeah, 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 Julian yeah. Rancic's husband. Um, Amarosa obviously is now have been has been kicked out of the West Wing for taking photos inside the taking wedding photos. And not telling anybody inside the White House. What do you mean? Yeah, she had her wedding. Wow, how she, did I not hear this? And this then is amazing. She t- and then she took her wedding photos inside the White House, but did not, like, tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And then they found out, and then, like, she's been, you know, kind of banned from the West Wing. Like, she's not doing anything. Wait, now. someone married Omarosa? <laughs> well, if you remember, she was <laughs> She was dating Michael Clark Duncan. She was there yeah. when oh, he died. That's right. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so those are the only really two apprentice people that I, that I know I about. know, Sam. No, I yeah, and exactly. Like, Celebrity Apprentice, it's just, you know, it, it's, you Although know. I covered Celebrity Apprentice on <laughs> Did After you? Buzz for That's a while, a really? I filled in for somebody, and uh, never in a gazillion years would I have thought that. Yeah, out of all the people on Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. who would you have had to pick to be the president? Oh, you know, not, not the host. I would have probably picked Gene Simmons, although he was born in Israel, which will tie into another. Right. So actually, that's I don't funny. think he could nice be segue. president. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> I just realized it. I'm I'm almost awake. Uh, well, because we uh, mentioned it, and and you know, there was a little reference to it at the top of the show. It's a fascinating concept that I don't think I realized. Like, I understood the idea that you could move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But the idea that it's like, well, then the capital will just by default become Jerusalem. Um, it's, such a, it's such a weird thing. And this is one of those things I referenced this when we were doing Political Beat, that I heard about this for the first time while I was on the treadmill. There was, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Way to, you know, shout out to your, yes, your workout. Oh, believe me, I got to, I got to do something. <laughs> it's just got to get out of the house. If I got to go to the gym to do it, I'll get out of that. No, uh, I hadn't been since uh, since Lucy was born, and you know, you got to, you got to stretch all the because you do this movement a lot. For those that are just listening on iTunes, you know, you're cradling a baby in one arm or another constantly. But this story, I was just like. This is this is so weird. I, I Scott, did you know? Did you know that you can just decide like we're gonna move we're gonna move we're gonna move the embassy from London to Manchester? You know, I mean, where did this come from? Like, what? I, well, it's something that, that the pre, that the during the campaign, yes, the he, president had talked. Oh, about where did it come from, Steve Bannon? You well, know, it, I mean, like that's where it came where, from. That's where it's like this is important. You got to put it by the West Bank. You know, I mean, this is the guy who runs the website that anytime you have the name of a Jewish person, there's a picture of a globe next to their name. So clearly, it's a it's a very it's part of a very calculated agenda by of Steve course, Bannon, and, and it has to be. It's not you just put it anywhere you want. Obviously, that country has to approve of where it is and most of the time people are putting embassies in that country's capital because that's where the business happens. Sure. But yeah, I mean theoretically you could put it anywhere and that's sort of why we have consulates all over in different parts of the Fill country. Fill me too. in. What's Steve Bannon's end game? Um, you know, hard to say. War. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> a, a, a race yes. war. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the, but, a, but this is, if you look at, um, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu, listen, there's a reason why. Oh, you mean Bibi? Bibi, yeah. Bibi Netanyahu. Yeah. There's a reason. There, there's a reason why the last two presidents were not a fan of Bibi Netanyahu, mm-hmm. 
And, and for a Republican president like George W. Bush to not like him, and for a on the complete opposite side where Barack Obama was not a fan of Bibi Netanyahu, obviously there's a problem with mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm not an expert on Israel politics uh, or our politics with Israel, um, but uh, you know, I'm sure this has got his fingerprints written all over, mm-hmm. and this is something that he's wanted for a long time, yes. um, and mm-hmm. it will only escalate. Uh, uh, the conflict between um, Israel and Palestine uh, as as we get uh, closer to that. And I, I think that Chelsea made a point right before we started that um, this is what Donald Trump is hoping for, which is a, an escalated war that he believes that he can control in the Middle East and that he can send Jared Kushner um, to try and fix if he's not in jail, mm-hmm. and um, and so I think that this is this is what Donald Trump thinks his end game is because like Donald Trump can't go anywhere else in the world. He can't control what's happening in North Korea um, because they're kind of a threat. Nobody in the Middle East is a threat to the United States. Israel is not. No, a they threat think to, Iran might be right, right. But I mean, like in the idea, like nobody in the Middle East is as much of an existential threat to the United States, and Donald Trump believes that he can control that. Well, and he, and, he, and he, he hopes he can to distract from other things. But also, let's be honest, Donald Trump lives off of chaos anyways. Right. So whatever he can do to kind of shake things up and, you know, have controversy, he's going to do. So that's part of his his. Do you think too. that, because my idea was like, where can he make himself a hero? Mm-hmm. So you kind of poke the hornet's nest mm-hmm. and then you save everyone who's getting stung. And then he, like, will claim. Yeah. All the credit for peace right. in the Middle East. Exactly. Is that? By the way, a, a little tangential. You know, where can he look like a hero? Something that he didn't get credit enough credit for is you know making sure that those asshole UCLA basketball players you know didn't get put in prison for the rest of their life. No, actually, he had nothing to do with it. I, he you know he's the president. He had met with the guy. You know, I forget his name. Is it, it Deng Xiaoping or is it another guy? Is it Hu Jintao? I lose. I you know, I can't keep track. It was already in the works. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You you're the president. You speak to the leader of China. It happens. It doesn't hurt the process. So just to say, hey, you know, hey, thanks. Thanks. You know, I didn't vote for you, but thanks anyway. Uh, but that's the sort of thing where he could be a hero. But you know what? He's like, well, that's not worth it. You know, I, I don't even I don't even get credit. But you know what? He doesn't want the credit. He wants to be the martyr. He wants to be like, oh, look at look at all this great stuff that I did, but I don't get credit for. Sad exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. I think he should start using the yeah. sad emoji, by the way. You know, no more sad exclamation right. point in 2018. <laughs> that should be his re- resolution. They should actually make a sad emoji that is sad Donald Trump. I don't know who just has to create that. With an orange hue and yeah. some crazy hair. Yeah, it would, it, it would look like, let's see, it's, it's just an orange face, sort of weird hair. So kind of like a, like a sad Mr. Smithers from The Simpsons. I think the skin tone that's another TV show. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm just being obnoxious. Um, I, I don't know. I find that uh, the whole thing uh, it, it was just such a it was just such a baffling concept to try and wrap my head around that you know Trump wants to move it and and look I have friends who work for the State Department and you know there's different classifications for mm-hmm. for posts but they have I have friends who work for the State Department that want to soon not be working for the State Department but a year ago or no. 13 months ago, like their job, uh, that all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to you, you don't want that Israeli post if, if it's Jerusalem the, and not Tel Aviv. The, I just want to point out right. on this Jerusalem piece of it, because what's going to happen is obviously this gets moved. Our allies around the world are kind of probably going to be upset or at least in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be escalated violence. Congress has yet to um, approve any additional funding for embassies like they did mm-hmm. uh, when Benghazi happened, when the Obama administration and Secretary Clinton 
Kurdistan asked for more funding and they didn't give it to them. Uh, so we know uh, uh, since then Benghazi was obviously a product of Republican failed Republican leadership. Um, and we're going to see uh, possibly um, at the rate that this is going that there could be a potential attack on a embassy on a move like this if they move that embassy to Jerusalem uh, because it is a target for uh, disaster. I mean, is he trying to create more pissed off people who become terrorists? I don't know that he's trying to, but, you know, that's the proverbial silver lining, I guess, you know, because it's more if we go with the theory that he he wants to rescue us from from the chaos, Mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see, we have uh, Lady Goth says, sometimes I wonder what the Middle East would be like if we redid the 80s. Demonot says you got to go back to the 1900s or even centuries centuries earlier. Uh, And it's true. I mean, it's uh, the idea that Donald Trump can control a situation in the Middle East that, you know, started, I don't know, a thousand years before he got his loan from his dad and started his Mm -hmm. failed business empire. You know, it's that long ago. It's so long ago. But uh, it's, uh, oh, and uh, the demonod clarifies, uh, talking about U.S. and British involvement in the Middle East at the beginning of the 1900s. Uh, you know, uh, but there wasn't Twitter back then. So did it really happen? Uh, it's a conversation <laughs> for for another Our Scott day. Scott Brown uh, believes that you what you believe that they're the whole martyr thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll sorry, go ahead and read the comment uh, from our Scott. All Brown. Sudden, and these are in the my, chat for those watching on YouTube. Join us in the like chat. Cross-eyed. Trump is a political pyromaniac. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Who wants everyone to feel sorry for him because he's constantly getting burned and alternate, alternately wants everyone to praise him for dousing fires. I, I like that. That's very clever. Well very, Political and, pyromaniac yes, and burned in the yes. same Are you sure you're not down? Scott Brown the senator? We've <laughs> 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 been said for all this time that it's not yeah. been this is very, is. very cogent is he stuff. Still, he's not. No, 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 no. Former senator. No, no, it's been a long time, actually. Yes. You know, it's it's good that he had the pickup truck that he drove around when he was campaigning because he had to, you know, clean out his office pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> so we talked about this uh, again at the beginning of the show, the the light mirth segment that we call jokes. Uh, both the White House and the RNC officially endorsed Roy Moore. Because as we saw with the tax cut, what did you call it, uh, Drexel? The political beat, donor relief act. The donor relief act. But you had the word scam in there somewhere. Oh, the GOP tax scam. Yeah, the GOP tax scam. uh, That one vote makes a tremendous difference, Mm -hmm. and they're going to go ahead and put that ahead of any of the allegations, even the ever increasing allegations. And uh, once again. You hear these things, and you know who I feel bad for? Billy Bush. Because you know what? He's the only person that's lost a job in, like, the last year plus. And he, all he did was laugh and was awkward in front of somebody he was paid to interview. You know? But all these other guys are, and they're guys, all these other guys are going to come out ahead. And Roy Moore's going to end up in the Senate. I, I firmly believe that. I don't have, and Scott and I, we've said that this for weeks. I don't have faith in in the people of Alabama, um, but uh, Ooh, Drexel, Alabama I'll start with you. Do that. you yeah. feel realistically that uh, Doug Jones will uh, sort of it, – it'll be close no matter what, I think. But do you think Doug Jones has a chance? I think that he does, and I said it um, on the political beat, um, that as long as the turnout – 
uh, for African Americans is high in the state of Alabama. I know um, they have Alabama, uh, for those that may not know, um, Alabama actually was one of the states uh, that that reversed their felon, like felons can now uh, register to vote uh, in the state of Alabama. Um, not that that's any. Are you saying that felons that are African Americans? No, that's say- the most racist thing I've ever heard, Drexel. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is that that that's another part of a demographic that mm-hmm. yeah. that was not eligible to vote a long time ago. Um, so if African Americans turn out, if those who have been incarcerated turn out because they've seen the um, the prisons, the, the inside of the yeah. system, then they're going to come out. Um, I think you know, right now I'm watching the um, Atlanta races. The, the results are coming in, and um, you know, if, if black folks don't turn out, then yeah, Doug, then Doug Jones is going to lose. If the if they do um, in a city like Birmingham, which I mean, if more black people turn out in Birmingham, then yeah, it's going to be great for um, for Doug Jones, and not really great for Roy Moore. Um, but on the other side of that, um, I think that if Doug Jones wins, he'll win by one percent. If Roy mm-hmm. Moore wins, he'll win by one percent. So it's basically the, the it's going to come down. It's going to come down to like the last few votes. And look, I, I don't think it's a, a particularly racial statement. It's not profiling. I, I, look, I, I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Alabama. There are a lot of black folks there. So if they vote, I think it'll make a tremendous difference. Right. I think you're absolutely right that uh, that I think it would, in both instances it, it would definitely well, hinge on that. Not only that, if if you have the turnout, but also if you have repressed turnout from people on the Republican side. Uh, maybe some Republican women that feel more uncomfortable voting for Roy Moore, just thinking of those accusations, and so that those voters don't go out and vote, and then you get a strong turnout from blacks. Then I think there is a good chance for him. I think there's definitely a chance for Doug Jones. And I just don't. And you're going to get people who do it. write-in votes for you know right. Luther Strange like, for Jeff uh, Sessions, like Richard Shelby said, yeah. the, the other senator had said that he is going to do a write-in vote. I don't know if he's changed his mind because it was a couple weeks ago. But he claimed he was going to do a write-in vote because um, he would not uh, vote for his own uh, party's candidate. So it will be interesting to see. But yeah, right now, because of the fact that they've now sort of made it okay to vote for Roy Moore again with the GOP and the uh, you know and the and the president, then yeah, I think it's even more likely now that he is going to uh, pull off the win there, and then we'll have to see what the Republicans decide to do next year. Chelsea, do you like? And Frank have faith that people are basically good and will actually. Do you, do you want to know a true life, real story? I think what grade is it that you read? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fifth it was grade. eighth grade in my school. <laughs> we didn't go. To, I didn't have as nice a school as Drexel did. Uh, you know. Fifth grade sounds about yeah. right. And I remember that line. And we, it was like a, like a mini assignment that the teacher asked. Do you believe in that? And we had to like write a paragraph. And the answer was no. I said no. No, no exclamation mark. <laughs> so have you changed? Have you have you become more optimistic? You know, yeah. fifth grade wasn't that long ago for you. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, actually, I, I think I think I have. I think that evil people are good people who are wounded. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did, did you say that? Did you say, I know, it was like, that's you pretty get, impressive. Well, I, I like no, that. I, I, that, I'm sorry, R. Scott, on a shirt. R. Scott like Brown, that. what she just yeah. said was better than what you said, and what you said was good. I think the other, the other point, the other point about the oh, Alabama race is that, write that down, We're going to tweet that out later. That, you know, people forget that Alabama's at the Bible Belt, part of the Bible Belt. And part of the reason why I think that Roy Moore can get away with what he's getting away with right now in terms of Christian right um, is, first of all, 71% of Republicans, we found out last week, 
don't believe these allegations in general. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the same allegations that are happening to Roy Moore are are also happening in churches and people know about it, Mm -hmm. yet they still stick by their pastors. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is a, I don't know why, um, but I I, I have a feeling that something, um, there is a correlation between that, this idea that listen, this guy's a Christian, we will stick mm-hmm. by them um, uh, come hell or high water, and, um, and and people would much rather not talk about it um, and still know about it and, and still kind of give them the benefit yeah, of the doubt. I, Absolutely. I think people feel like my pastor's getting accused of something. How did I not know this? How did I not get a sense that this was a person who would do that? And so you lose sort you kind of are hurt in your own ability to yeah, trust and who mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so it would it's easier to say no, no no he really is a good guy that's made up because it protects your mm-hmm. own sense of trust right. in your judgment exactly so that's my pop psychology yes lawyer, and there, there's there's some of that and then i also think there's some people that and i've heard some people there that said they will just never vote for anyone with a Democrat, regardless. So it's like, but will they stay home? Because that's, well, that's, that's, that's what we were question. saying earlier. Is, is, is are they going to stay? Home are now? some of those people that feel uncomfortable about it just not going to go out and vote? And it is a special election, so you're going to get the most engaged engaged uh, electorate out there. And I don't think, and but, I think they still will because, like anybody who's been to church, the pressure mm-hmm. of not showing your face to church. Like Even though you don't believe and not showing up the bowl, and, and, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. will be so great that these people will feel compelled to at least have to show up to vote. And uh, but so. will they vote for him Wait, or they leave it? Blank can I take us right on in? a small church tangent? Please do. In the tax bill of both, I'm not sure. Churches can now be involved mm-hmm. politically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder. Does that apply to all 501c3s? Nonprofits can now be politically engaged. I'm not 100 percent on that, but yes, that was on both Um, churches. Both of them. Mm -hmm. What do you think? That's a big deal, or oh, that's a huge deal. I mean, yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, it was already pretty much happening, anyways. It was sort of like yeah. I mean, it's what we're talking about that not discrimination. We're talking about the Supreme Court case on on political beat. Sort of that same thing, where it's like you couldn't outright say it, but you were so close to saying. Well, if you were going to pick a candidate, you would choose the candidate who's pro-life and, you know, things like that where it was See, right there. I think it actually might backfire. Mm-hmm. The, I think, and it's, I don't think that this is like a California mm-hmm. bubble thing, but the number of people who claim to be religious is dropping. Yes. And I think people want their uh, church and state separate. Mm-hmm. And if their church starts trying to become the state that they will, will be turned off and I hope so. I, I also I, I also think that there is a large swath of like when we talk about religion in this country, people automatically assume we're talking about Christians. Right. Donald Trump automatically assumes mm-hmm. we're talking about Christians. He does not Republicans don't seem to I don't know how Democrats don't talk about this part of religion where we're like, but it's not just about the Christian faith. Uh, well, Barack that, Obama tried every once in a while. We say happy right. holidays, and right. they want us to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Right, but what? But but the point is, if you look at Utah, for example, y- Mormons in Utah are not fans of Donald Trump. No. Um, there are more Muslims in this country, obviously not fans of Donald Trump. Catholics, not so much fans of Donald Trump. No. The, the 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 small min- minority. Uh, with the loudest voices that are fans of Donald Trump, Protestants, the, Baptists, the evangelical. evangelicals on, on that Muslim. side. So I don't think that 
to your point, I do agree that it could backfire because there are other religions that might be like, we yeah, we're gonna we're gonna vote Jewish people. We're gonna vote for the Democrat mm-hmm. because they believe in actually helping people, um, and they're not tied to some corporate thing. Now, when it comes down to social issues, obviously they're gonna agree on some some things. Yeah. But when it comes to the basic human decency of actually caring for people, I think you're gonna see the Muslims go uh, one way. You're gonna see the Mormons go one way. You're gonna see the Jews go one way, and it's gonna backfire on Republicans because I, Republicans only focus on the Christian. Well, I, I, and they're I, shrinking. I, they are shrinking and. I, but I still feel like you're sort of going to the church that speaks to you the most. And so if you're already going to a certain church or religious, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's because that's what you believe in. And so you're already going to, for the most part, I feel like, trend to go somewhere that's going to be supportive of you and your, you know, what you believe in. And so therefore, that kind of ties into the probably the candidate you're going to go vote for. I mean, I know there's still people that go to churches and different uh, houses of worship from their childhood and may agree something, but I don't feel like that's going to change their mind if they're not blatantly telling them who they're voting for. But Well, in terms of uh, the, the Jewish, vault, if you, uh, Jewish vote, if you take a look at the numbers for Alabama, uh, the Jewish guy in Alabama, Murray <laughs> Lieberman, he has a deli in uh, Birmingham. Uh, 100% of the Jewish yes. vote is going towards Doug Jones, so that's encouraging. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, as always. I'm sorry, Chelsea. We always run out of time. Uh, she's always very disappointed and I feel like it's my fault because I talk too much somebody but else said that in the I, chat I want to <laughs> even that said. you guys always do you guys always say you run out of time we yes. do yeah, we do always run so out of time we can talk forever it's true just imagine if we could do a show where it's like okay we can go until the studio Whatever. closes at midnight um, yikes well we could raise money we do a telethon yes, but anyway I wanted to I color the map in again <laughs> too. yes you could uh, I wanted to so you know we're gonna, on Political Beat we did a, a great job thanks thanks to Drexel for being more organized than I was <laughs> uh, looking back at 2017, but I did want to make one point, and we only have a little bit less than five minutes. I wanted to ask each of you, and it doesn't have to be a top moment, so take a moment to think about what's something in 2017 that you made you hopeful for the future, or you were just like, hey, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now, but this thing right here is great. It doesn't, it, it can be something that we talked about uh, earlier. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, some of the politicians who were elected and stuff. Uh, obviously, on a, I have a very personal level because uh, I had my daughter born, born uh, a little bit less than a week ago. And that sort of can make you very hopeful for the future. And, uh, you know, obviously, I've always considered myself to at least try to be very pro-woman. But then now that I have a daughter, forget it. It's, it's completely Shotguns different. Shotguns. Yeah. You're going yeah. to be, be pro-Second Amendment and pro-woman. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, I, and I'll have that shotgun on the porch if I see Roy Moore coming anywhere. In um, but anyway, uh, Scott, do you have uh, – is there something that you're like, you know what? This was a good thing about 2017. Well, I would say on the political side, uh, the elections in November, uh, I thought were that, that glimmer of hope. Because I felt like too many times we were being pulled backwards and, uh, you know, a lot of things had happened. I, I, second thing would be healthcare, But I think that waking up that next day after Election Day and seeing those results come in and see the type of uh, candidates who won um, and uh, Medicare expansion in Maine won, you know, by huge numbers. And I feel like when people go out to vote, um, sort of going back to what Chelsea said, you know, they're not so evil after all. There are a lot of, like, people that are about common sense and want 
uh, positive uh, change and uh, want positive things out of their government. And so that, that was definitely for me a, a nice. Uh, is, is it going to be a reverse silver lining when uh, Alabama elects a child molester? <laughs> is it going to take away some of the hopefulness for election returns? Um, Yes, but I'm going to enjoy the moment. No, enjoy now. the moment. No, that's what we're supposed <laughs> enjoy to enjoy the moment until yeah. December well, 13th. Okay, hold on. Can we like extrapolate from this? If Republicans see that the RNC supports a child molester and he gets elected, will Republicans, some moderate Republicans, be turned off I hope by the so. Republican Party? I, I certainly hope so. I hope that will be the case. So it might I, be like a short yes, win of yes. the battle, but lose the war. Yes, that's I entirely so. possible. I uh, really do hope so because it's really sad. We've got uh, two and a half minutes. Drexel. Uh, what what there has to be something that that you felt like this was great about 2017. Um, I'll just go off of the a little bit of what um, Scott was saying, just to, from in the election in general, and that we're seeing more young people uh, run for office. We're seeing more women run for mm-hmm. office um, across the country. I mean, you know, right now, like I said, we're I know I keep bringing up the the Atlanta race right now uh, because it's happening, but there are two women vying to be the mayor of Atlanta right now, Mm -hmm. Um, one of the largest cities in the country. And so I think you're going to see that um, no matter if you're Republican, no matter if you're Democrat or independent across the country. And I think that does make us hopeful that we're flushing out um, white male in general uh, uh, being the uh, staple for politicians. And uh, so... Um, I think that's making me very hopeful. Obviously, mm-hmm. also Barack Obama, the foundation, the Obama Foundation did a whole big uh, youth summit in Chicago earlier this year uh, that also um, made us very hopeful. And Barack yes. Obama's still doing the good work yes, that uh, that um, that ex presidents normally do, and, mm-hmm. and it's been good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, Chelsea uh, is is your highlight from 2017 your crowning achievement, your proud <laughs> moment, the fact that you became best friends with Jane Sanders. You know what? Actually, <laughs> thank you for that because I was trying to think of what possibly could be good. I mean, I guess I guess you know, 2016 was the year of you know be an activist and get arrested, and then this year, three times I've um, been to the Hill, and two of the times actually like really meeting with people and, and, and get arrested. Uh, right, I was on the inside. Yeah, I have to admit, so, I was a little disappointed yeah. you didn't get arrested. I loved that you got arrested no. that in the past. Well, but. thank you. I've turned a new leaf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, new kale, a new kale leaf. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I guess my own personal feeling more involved, and I think if I'm feeling more involved, um, you know, other people who, like me, maybe a couple of years ago were not that politically inclined are getting involved. My concern, though, is is the DNC is still sucking big time. And so if Democrats win in 2018 and it's based on anti-Trump rather than a pro-Democratic message... See, I, I think my. that if their message in 2018 is solely anti-Trump, I don't think that they will have the kind of wins that are expected because, you know, but anti-Trump you, didn't beat Trump in the first place. Right, you right. know, so, But I don't think that you see that in any of the Democratic messaging right now, in any of the leadership, right. it is not anti-Trump. It is anti-policy. Right. And Democrats have to continue to be and, the and policy. Be, and be anti, but here's but our here's alternative, alternative that's better. I think here's that's, that's yes, the that's problem, the, mm-hmm, is, the is that nobody can decide mm-hmm. on what the path is yeah. in a way that's that not going to alienate two sides of a party that's trying right. to get it down to the middle, which why I always is say, being, person, which why I always say being a moderate is uh, the best uh, I do want to get a comment from the chat in before we run out of time. Our Scott Brown 
down again. Has been on fire today. Where's Where's Cerebral Texas, by the way? Ah. Cerebral Texas hasn't been here at all. I'm, I always say his name because I want to be in his next rap song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but R. Scott Brown says, 2017, big win for me was finding out about your shows, both of our shows, Trump Report and Political Beat, and making the time to participate. Thanks to you all and for the thoughtful, faithful folks in the chat. What well, very I, nice. And, Thank you. You know, we could not have said that better if I were not logged in as a fake account called R. Scott Brown and we're <laughs> typing it in on my tablet as we did this. Uh, but yes, I mean, I think that it's great to be able to have these conversations. And, you know, when this show ended up being the Trump Report and we named it after Election Day, you know, maybe there's people at this table that it was a little bit more doom and gloom. And look, within rights, still should be there for some point. No matter who the president is, you should always look for what the problems are and how things can be better. But I love that we get the chance to talk about it. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how things play out in Alabama and with Russia. So as of right now, our plan is that we at the Trump Report will be back on Tuesday, January 9th. But if we're back sooner than that, then you know some real mm-hmm. shit has gone down. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, no, we have to <laughs> right. be back before. Like, if we're back next Tuesday, right. yeah. something crazy happened. You know? <laughs> both shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're doing both shows again. So, uh, but uh, thanks to uh, everybody who uh, watches and or listens on iTunes. Uh, make sure that you rate and comment. And if you, uh, you know, if you feel obliged subscribe and you can follow us at Trump Report ABTV uh, me personally on Twitter and Instagram I'm at Christian DMZ and Chelsea where can people find you at Chelsea Galicia and Drexel at Drexel Heard. and don't forget that the uh, political people will also be back sometime probably in January as well. January. probably the same day <laughs> but we'll see day, yeah. and Scott Moore yes at S-Man 80 alright thanks so much everybody and uh, of course Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Happy Kwanzaa. And for all my Star Wars nerd geeks out there, happy Life Day, everyone. <laughs> and yes. happy New Year as well. We'll that's see not, everybody next year. live long and prosper? No, no that's Star, Star Trek. Star Trek. Nice Trek. Trek. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next year, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 